Hey everyone, Don here. Thanks again for joining uh, me on Friday Night Stripes. Uh, today, this is a solo run. We're going to keep it short. Um, just run over a few uh, tackling scenarios today. Um, so tackling is is one of the most fundamental things we, we have to look at. Um, and we're always looking for face mask and, and uh, uh, assorted other things going on. But at the end of the day, a tackle's a tackle. So just wanted to, to run over a few scenarios um, and, and talk through them and get all the concepts uh, in mind and, and how the different things are affected. So um, the first one is, is very simply, it's, uh, it's second and goal from the B10. Um, QBA10 takes the snap and rolls to his right. Um, he decides to keep the ball and run. After he reaches the B8, he's grabbed by the inside of the collar of his jersey and pulled down to the side by B45. Um, while he's being pulled down, he fumbles the ball. A34 recovers the fumble and advances it to the end zone. So, um, got a couple different things going on there. Uh, the first thing is, is do we have a horse collar tackle? Um, so looking at the definition of a horse collar tackle it's part of 943 under a legal personal contact um, all the way down at 943k um, and the definition is no player shall grab the inside back or side collar of either the shoulder pads or the jersey of the runner and subsequently pull backwards or sideward that opponent to the ground even if possession is lost. So so in the scenario, uh, I, I did say that the runner was pulled to the side. Um, so this is a horse collar tackle. So we've got that. So we've got a flag on the field. Um, we then had a fumble, and then we had a separate uh, player, a player, recover it and advance it to the end zone. So what we have is we have a penalty on a touchdown. So this is a horse collar tackle. Uh, the way I'm going to uh, report this to the referee, so I'm going to come up to the referee and say, okay, the result of the play is a touchdown by the A34. Um, at my flag, I've got a horse collar tackle by B45. Um, a can accept the result of the play, accept the penalty, and then we can enforce that on either the try or the kickoff. Um, and that's simply that. Now, um, one of the rule changes for this year is that the nameplate area um, on the back of the jersey has been added for horse collar tackles, which is just going to make things easier. Because um, I know I had one last year where the coach was livid that it was horse collar, but I saw it clear as day that he did not get inside the jersey. He just grabbed the back of the jersey up high and yanked him down. Um, which last year was a perfectly legal tackle. Not going to be legal this year. All right, so the, the second play we've got, again, going to have a couple different things going on here. Um, we've got fourth and seven from the A37. Team A lines up in port, punt formation. As the punter receives the snap, B55 runs toward him, but is pulled to the ground by A34. The punter punts the ball. While the ball is in the air, 
Um, B83 pushes 819 in the back at the B32. Um, B2 catches the punt at the B28 and runs to the 50 where he is tackled. So, a couple things going on here. Um, first, we've got a hold by uh, the punting team. Um, the ball is punted. Then we've got a block in the back by the receiving team. And then we've got a, a normal punt return. So, a couple things. Um, because this is a PSK foul, a post-scrimmage kick foul, um, by the receiving team. So again, there there's five things you have to look for for a post scrimmage kick foul. Um, the first one is that's during a scrimmage kick play. That's that's straightforward. It's during a scrimmage kick play in which the ball crosses the neutral zone, which it did, um, and the foul is beyond the new, the expanded neutral zone. It's before the end of the kick, and K's not going to be the next one to put the ball in place. So we have all the different criteria to make this a post scrimmage kick foul. So. We've got a couple things. First, um, the way this is going to be reported to the referee is the result of the play is that uh, Team B has the ball at the 50. Uh, during the play, uh, we had a hold by A34 before the punt. And then during the punt, we had a block in the back by B83 where my second flag is. Um, because this is a post scrimmage kick foul, we've got a couple things. First, B can choose to have the penalties offset and we'll re-kick. The clock's going to start on the ready. Um, the second thing is that B can choose to decline the hold um, by A and we're going to enforce the block in the back from the end of the kick, which was at the 28. So we're going to enforce 10 yards from the 28, go back to the 18, and the clock will start on the snap, B's ball. Um, again, number of things there. We've got some post-scrimmage kick things there. We've got some holding things there, some tackling things there. Um, number of things going on. So um, it's always good. Uh, I find that this off-season is the off-season where I'm really digging into post-scrimmage kick and, and making sure I understand that left and right all over the place there uh, i'm not gonna i'm gonna try and not have any concerns when it comes to post scrimmage kick i want it down cold um this year so the uh the third play we've got is we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a number of things here um we've got second and five from the b24 um with nine seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter Okay, so all of a sudden we're, we're looking at time. Is the play going to run out? And before Are we going to run out of time during this play? That sort of thing. We've got a tie game. Um, the quarterback drops back to pass, and he's scrambling. As he places his lead foot on the B24, which we said was the line of scrimmage, he throws the ball to A12 at the B6. A12 turns and runs towards the end zone. Before the ball crosses the goal line, B39 lunges and hits A12's chest with his helmet. Um, A12 fumbles the ball as his head snaps back and his helmet comes off. 
B2 picks up the ball and returns it for a touchdown. Time expired during B's run to, towards the end zone. Thousand things going on here. Um, and, and I'm not, and a lot of these are judgment calls. So this is a, this is a conversation around um, the judgment calls we have to make. So let's start at the very beginning. We've got a scrambling quarterback who was at the line of scrimmage when he threw the pass. So the first thing we have to consider is, was this a legal pass? Um, by rule 7-5, both feet have to be in or past the neutral zone when the, the um, ball is released. Uh, therefore, the, the lead foot is in the neutral zone, so this is a legal pass. But let's, let's talk about the reality of the situation here. The reality of the situation is in five-man mechanics, um, the wing official at that point has probably left the line of scrimmage. Um, he may not have strayed far, but he's probably strayed far enough to not be looking straight down the line. Under proper mechanics, the line judge might have stayed um, at the line of scrimmage just to, if he saw the scrambling quarterback, he might have hustled back. Um, but if we don't have a wing, uh, a wingman on the line of scrimmage, the referee's not going to be on the line of scrimmage. So neither, so we've likely have no official looking down the line of scrimmage to determine if that's a legal forward pass or not. Um, within, I could not find within the official's manual or the rule book. Um, there, there's a section on when in doubt or when in question. Um, I could not find anything about the win in question when it comes to a legal forward pass um, for the, the line of scrimmage. Um, but I have a feeling that uh, it would say make it legal in that case. Um, if it's that close, make it legal. So we're going to assume this is a, a legal forward pass. Um, second, do we have illegal helmet contact. Let me reread through the, the scenario. Um, before the ball crosses the goal line, B39 lunges and hits A12's chest with his helmet. Okay, so what we've got there is we've got we've got a questionable thing there. We've got some helmet contact. Um, I think we could have spearing or face tackling here. So let's talk about those two things. Face tackling is an act by a defensive player who initiates contact against a runner with the front of his helmet. This is in 2-20, uh, Article 1. And then spearing is an act by any player who initiates contact against an opponent at the shoulders or below with the crown of his helmet. So the difference between spearing and face tackling is essentially where on the helmet it hits. Um, it hits the, the tackled player. Um, I don't... It's the, the scenario here says that he hit A12's chest with his helmet. Therefore, we've got one of them. Call it whatever you want. They're the, they're the same penalty. Um, I, that said... Again, this is going to be up to everybody's own interpretation because we know how fast these things happen. We know what they look like. We know that a helmet hitting might have hit, you know, very softly when the, the force of the impact was really the shoulder pad. The, these things are judgment calls. 
Um, I'm not going to say one way or the other. This is another thing to be aware of, though, um, is, is just to be aware of that, uh, of the fact that you can have spearing, you can have face tackling whenever that, that defender is, is tackling with his helmet. Um, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and say we've got illegal helmet contact here. Okay. Um, finally, there, there was an interesting little twist here. Um, the twist was on contact, A12 fumbled the ball as his head snapped back and his helmet came off. Okay, so at the time of contact, he fumbled the ball as his head snapped back. Okay, so if we look at rule 422K, um, that talks about the ball becoming dead uh, when the helmet comes completely off the runner. Okay, so there's a judgment call here. Um, the judgment call is when did the fumble happen? Did the when did when in in conjunction with when did the helmet come off? If you clearly have the, the fumble happening before the helmet came off, then the helmet did not come off the runner anymore. It came off a player, and he can no longer participate. But if you have that the helmet came off simultaneously or before the fumble, then the, run, the helmet of the runner came off, and the ball is dead immediately. Therefore, there was no fumble. Um, this one's going to be tough. And again, these are things that happen immediately in judgment calls we have to make. Um, I would say in this instance, we've got, because, because of the way I read the scenario where he hit his chest with the helmet, fumbles the ball as his head snaps back and the helmet comes off. I'm going to say it's simultaneous. So therefore, I'm going to say we've got a, a, a helmet coming off a runner. We're going to blow the play dead. Um, now, you can't go back and blow the play dead. You have, will have had to blow it dead at the time, um, which is a lot to think through, which is why it's good to go through these things. Um, we're going to say that there was no fumble. The ball's dead at the one. So how the heck do we report this to the referee? The way I'm going to report this to the referee after everything, you know, crowds going crazy on both sides, sidelines are going crazy, is I'm going to come up and I'm going to report to the referee. Okay. Result of the play is that A was down at the one yard line because the runner's helmet came off before the fumble. I, w I blew my whistle. I was waving my hands for timeout when it happened. Um, some players heard it. Some players did not. B picked up the ball, ran it into the end zone, but the play was dead at the A1. Um, my question to you is, do you have a legal forward pass uh, by, the, by, the, by A? Because I felt he was close to the line of scrimmage, but I was not on it, so I'm not going to make that call. We'll assume the referee said he's got it as legal. I'll say, okay, in that case... I've got a flag on the field at the A1 for illegal helmet contact on the tackle. I've got face tackling um, by B39. So therefore, uh, we've got illegal face tackling at the A1. Um, it's going to be A's ball at the half yard line. Because we have a foul on the defense, there's going to be one untimed down. Um, I did not see the status of the clock. 
when the fumble happened. So I could not tell you if time had expired. If we have no other input, we're going to have to go with that time ran out. And we have one on time down. So that's that's the way that would be reported. And it's, it's not going to be popular um, for one side. Um, that's it. And sometimes we don't get to be popular. <laughs> so um, those were the, the, the three scenarios I had today to, to go over. Um, again, keeping this episode short, I um, wanted to get out there. We've got some more guests coming on over the next, uh, next few weeks. Um, and then a little over a month away from uh, heading off to uh, the Sioux Empire Officials Clinic. So we'll, we'll be talking to some people up there as well. Um, I think that's it for today. Thank you all very much. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluidy, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.